Today's episode is the audio version of my video series, Elevate Daily, uh, small video clips to help you elevate your life to get what you want in life, to get to the place you want to be. These episodes are five to seven minutes long, and today I'm sharing with you the audio versions of the last seven episodes. Hey guys, what's up? This is a Thursday, and I'm sitting here in front of the chiropractor waiting to get in to uh, to go over some x-rays. No, I haven't had a new accident or anything like that. I just finally got x-rays from after my accident from last year, and... We're going to go over them, kind of see what's going on, see if I need any more work. I mean, obviously I need help sometimes, but physically, see if I need any back readjustments or if there's anything that should move that hasn't moved or has moved that shouldn't have moved. Anyway, I wanted to start a new little video series and I'm going to try to do five days a week, maybe six or seven days. I don't know, just a couple minutes here and there, thoughts. Uh, little tips to boost you to create a better life, uh, be some like money management tips, relationship tips, random wisdoms of the past from uh, people who've come before us and, and left us, you know, thoughts and quotes and done studies and everything that we forget about today because it's just not in front of us. So I want to share those with you each and every day of the week, and I'll probably have a theme for each day of the week. And I haven't settled on how exactly that's going to look, but I'm thinking Thursdays will be Thoughtful Thursdays, where it's kind of just my thoughts, something that has come to me that I think will make my life better and could also help you if you implement it. So my idea behind this series is actionable steps, actionable things that you can implement in your life that will make your life just 1% better every day. I don't have a name for this series yet, so bear with me. Thoughts with Ken. No, that's boring. Anyway, today I'm in Georgia. We've been in Georgia for about a week, and it's been really good. I'm actually getting to the point where I'm kind of bored. <laughs> but um, life can get crazy hectic sometimes. Like It's just go, go, go. Got to get to the next thing. Got to do the next thing. Got to keep, <clears throat> excuse me, got to keep getting stuff done. And after a while, that really wears you down. It, it, uh, it wears down your, your mental... You're not on your A game after a period of time like that. Yeah, you've got to have times where you just get after it and you go, you get stuff done, you push through, you push hard. But then you also have to take some time to rest. You've got to take a break. You've got to take time to recharge, connect with people again. And you even need some times where you get bored. They say that... Your creativity is most um, charged or I'm not sure what the word is, but you're most creative when you're bored. That's when your brain starts working. That's when you start thinking about things and, and going through 
what ifs and how could I's and how can I's and what do I want and all of those things. So you need to have downtime from time to time, whether it's a go away vacation with not a lot of plans or whether it's a staycation where you make sure you don't do a ton of work at home. I mean, just take a day to rest and recharge. I've been thinking while I'm down in Georgia this week that I would love to be able to take a day and read to, uh, to boost my learning, to help myself each and every day to become a little bit better. But the challenge I want to leave with you is this, is to take a rest, take a break. Don't push so hard every single day that you burn out, that you, you forget to fill your own cup and then you let the other people down that are around you. You have to recharge yourself so that you can be there for the people that need you. Think of it this way. If you don't plug in your phone at night, it's dead in the morning, right? So when you need to go make that phone call, it's not happening. Your phone can't be there for you because your phone was not recharged. So recharge yourself so that you can be there for others. Hey, it's Ken with Boost Yourself or Elevate Daily or I don't know what we're calling it yet. But anyway, I'm back with another five minutes to give you a, a boost each day to help you to elevate yourself. You know, that 1% boost every single day. If you can become 1% better every day, that compounds itself. And I think the math works out to something like 350% in a single year that you can better yourself if you just work on 1% every day. And it's Friday, so it's Finance Friday, and we're talking personal finances. Now, so many people like to focus on the uh, nitpicky little things of budget. You've got to get your budget dialed in. You've got to scrape and scrap around for every single penny. And, And Dave Ramsey says, eat ramen noodles for a year if you have to, to to pay off all your debts and to really get yourself out of the hole. And while those are good, yes, those are helpful, useful hints and tips and, and ways that you can dig yourself out of a hole, too many times we forget to focus on the things that we can do to raise our income, to elevate your status through doing a little more work or or by changing jobs right now if if you listen to the news things look bleak there is so many people out of work there's so many people hurting we all need the stimulus checks we need 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 we need help but you know what almost every single store every single grocery store every single gas station i walk into every single outlet mall Every place I go into has a now hiring sign. Work is plentiful. There is so many things that you can do right now to raise your income, to help yourself get a little farther ahead, to to boost your income, to, to be able to cover those expenses and to pay down the debt that you might have. Now, so many people... and. I tend to do this sometimes too. When we raise our income level, when when we get a raise or we get a better job and start bringing in more of that money, start bringing in more income, we tend to 
raise our lifestyle too. We, our lifestyle goes up to match our income raise. So if we, uh, we call it the lifestyle creep, as you slowly begin to earn more and more money, instead of saving that money up, you look back over the last five years and I'm sure you earn more now than you did five years ago, but do you have any more savings? Have you saved any money for retirement or to build that next business or for the financial freedom so that you can quit your job to do something you love to do? Probably not. Most people haven't. I, I believe it's something like 80 to 90% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck and we are the wealthiest nation on earth. It's unbelievable. Like per capita, we are one of the wealthiest nations on earth and we shouldn't have people living paycheck to paycheck. But the problem is that lifestyle creep. As we begin to earn that income, get more money coming in, more money also goes out. We tend to spend more. So if we can focus on raising our income level, got a phone call coming in. If we can focus on raising our income, but at the same time, keep our lifestyle the same and not change that lifestyle, then we can save more. We can pay down that debt and we can save for a better future. Instead of buying a bunch of little $10 items, we can save and have a down payment for a house or we can save and buy that new vehicle that we need without going into debt. So that's what I want you to focus on today for the Personal Finance Friday is look at ways where you can add value around you, add value to other people and raise that income level without allowing your lifestyle to creep on up with that income. See you back on Monday. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Ken. I'm back with another episode of Elevate Yourself. And this is Monday. This is episode number three. I'm going to try to uh, either put out a couple extras this week or only put out three this week so that I'll be at five at the end of the week. And then I'm going to do one each day of the week so that every, at the end of every week, there's five, 10, 15, 20, so on and so forth. And then... I want to incorporate those the audio from each of these videos into the Constructive Liberty podcast. So, hope you enjoy it. And since this is Monday, Monday is Relationship Day. And you can see my dog here loves relationships. Um, a lot of relationships are based on personality styles. And when I say a lot of relationships, I don't mean like random people's relationships. What I mean is a huge part of every relationship is based on personality styles. And when we can check her out, she's just soaking it up. When, when we can understand ourselves and, and how we interact with people in the world at large and understand the people on the other side of our relationships we can go a long ways towards elevating those relationships to reaching their full potential, towards making those relationships be everything that they can be. Like it's not just a uh, boring, humdrum relationship, but it's clicking on all cylinders. And a way to better understand yourself and other people. I use the DISC model of human behavior. Hey, girl. Yeah. You just love attention, don't you? She's definitely a people person. Definitely. So there's a couple of questions that you can ask yourself to understand 
both yourself and other people. Now, everybody falls on one side of, of the spectrum of outgoing or reserved. Now, an outgoing person is somebody who is always on the go. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're super talkative. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're always in control of everything, but they like to be on the go. They like to be doing things. If you go to this outgoing person and you ask them and you say, hey, do you want to go? Well, you've got them already. That's all they need to know. Like They don't care what it is. <laughs> she might be sniffing my hamburger I had for lunch. They don't care what it is that you're doing. They don't care where you're going. They just they want to go. That's, that's an outgoing person. Now, a more reserved person, they're a little slower paced. They like to be alone more often. They're, they, they hang back and they're typically a little quieter. They're more reserved. They're slower paced. They're not so much on the go, but they're steady. And these are the type of people who, who will get the job done. They're not as much a starter as they are somebody who can follow through and make sure the project gets done. So that's the two types of people. And you'll often find in a relationship that you have one side of the relationship is a reserved person and the other side is a more outgoing person. And it's really interesting how that plays out. And, Oftentimes there's, I believe about 10% of, 10% of, uh, spats or disputes in a relationship occur over the outgoing and reserved issue. So it's, it's not a real hard thing to overcome. It's not a difficult thing to, uh, mix and match or to, to, uh, to work out when you have a dispute over the outgoing and the reserved issue. Somebody who likes to go, go, go versus somebody who would rather stay home and read a book or watch a movie. So those are the two types of people in a relationship is outgoing and reserved. I'd love to know which type you are and which type you think I am. Comment below if you think I'm more outgoing or more reserved. Have a great day. All right, Ruth. Hey guys, it's Tuesday. Welcome back to Elevate Yourself. Today's Tuesday, so we're talking tips, tools, and tricks that you can use to elevate yourself to a better life, to achieving the life you want to live, living life on your terms, to doing good work, to creating massive impact on the world. Today, the tip I want to share with you, or the tool, trick, whatever you want to call it, we'll call it a tool. I like to use when I'm considering an action or considering something that I want to do to implement into my routine or to bring into my life, I always have to think about, is this getting me closer to my goals? Is this getting me closer to the life that I want to live? Is this going to help me achieve what I want in life? And I don't stop there though. Now I don't always do this. I try to to remember to do this, but it is super helpful to continue this exercise and that is to go seven layers deep. So if I want to build a house and that's something that we want, 
Like everybody needs a house. We're living in a camper right now. So why do I want to build a house? Well, because I want to get out of the camper. Okay. But why do I want to get out of the camper? Because I want more space. So we're at the, is that two, two levels deep now? You know, I want to get out of the camper, need more space. Why do I need more space? So that we can bring guests into our home so that we can entertain so that we can, uh, whatever that may be. So we can host people. Well, why do we want to host people? Who do we want to host? What kind of people do we want to have in our house? Well, we want to, we want our home to be a place where people that are in need, people that need a place to stay, people that are lost seeking direction where they can come and find a safe place to rest, to recharge, to get their bearings in life again. And so now we're only at, I think that's five layers deep, but you continue that path going seven layers deep in everything that you go after in, in what it is that you want in life. Like, why do I want this thing? And just go seven layers deep in that. Because so often the reason that we come up with that we want a thing is only surface level. And that's okay. That's okay sometimes because we need to know those surface level things, but the real heart of the issue often lies seven layers deep. And when you go through this exercise, you'll find that one, two, three, and maybe four layers, you know, you can just, you can just spit them out pretty quick. They just come right off the top of your head. That's because they're not very deep. They're still pretty close to that surface layer. But once you start getting to the fifth, sixth and seventh layer, then you really have to start thinking, what are the real reasons behind this thing? Why do I want this thing that I say I want? And once you get to that level, to that seven layers deep, then you can really evaluate whether this thing that you're looking to add or implement into your life is really, truly beneficial. Is it really going to help me? Is is the reason that I want this thing a good reason, a good enough reason to follow through with it? And if it is, then great, go after that. But sometimes we'll find that it's not. It's not the thing that we need or that we really want in our life. We might find a better solution or an alternative or that we just need to scrap that completely and go a different direction. So I hope that helps. Try this next time you go to make a decision or looking at a new career path or whatever it is that you're trying to implement, do the seven layers deep exercise. And then let me know how that turns out for you. I'd love to hear what results you've got from the seven layers deep exercise. See you back tomorrow, Wednesday. Have a great day. Hey guys and gals, welcome back to another episode of Elevate Yourself. Short daily video clips to inspire you, motivate you, to help you to elevate yourself to a better life, to accomplishing and achieving the things that you want in life, to doing, to living life your way, to, to living the life you love. And yes, for those of you who know me, I did recently get a haircut and you can see I do kind of have a receding little hairline there, so, but it's okay, it's okay, it's part of aging for so many people. But 
that's something I want to share with you today is things that are part of aging for a lot of people that don't have to be. And I have a quote to go along with that. All right. This quote is by Jim Rohn, author, speaker, entrepreneur. He spoke for over 40 years, I think, shared at conferences at various events and venues and all of those. Many, most people probably have heard of him, but if you haven't, here's a great quote by Jim Rohn. Happiness is not something you postpone for the future. It's something you design for the present. Let me say that again. Happiness is not something you postpone for the future. It's something you design for the present. Let that sink in for a little bit. So many times we postpone happiness. We think that if we can just do this, then we'll be happy. If if I can get through this next year, I'll be happy. If I can save up this amount of money, then I'll be happy. But the problem with that kind of thinking is that it doesn't bring you happiness. Let me tell you a little story. I lived in Georgia for most of my growing up years, all the way up until I was about 28 years old. No, almost 30 years old. And I lived about six, eight, ten miles from an awesome river. One of the, I think it's designated one of the seven best preserved uh, natural ecosystems in the United States of America. And I never went to the river. I lived that close and I never went. But I got a wild hair one day thinking that if I just had a boat, I'd go to the river and I would be so happy. I would take the time, go to the river and Oh, I would love it. I wanted a boat. So I searched high and low for a boat, something that was within my price range. I just wanted a small aluminum hulled boat with a small motor on it so I could put her up and down the river and do some catfishing. Thought that was going to be the ticket to my happiness. I finally found a boat. I was driving past the yard sale one day and this guy had a boat sitting out there. I stopped by like, hey, what what is your price for this boat? He's like, I'll let you have it for seven hundred bucks. I said, I'll take it. I drove away with that boat, <laughs> drove home with it, and you know what? I never took that boat on the river. I only took it out on the lake two or three times, and ended up trading that boat for a four wheeler. And the funny thing was, the guy that I traded the boat to for the four wheeler, I told him, I said, you know, I thought I was going to use the boat a lot, and I just didn't use it much. And he said, that's kind of funny because I'm the same way with the four-wheeler. I think I'll use the boat more than the four-wheeler. Well, I used the four-wheeler quite a bit, and I had a lot of fun with it. But the thing is, I thought I could defer my happiness to when I get this boat, when I get this thing, to some point, random future event that was coming down the line, something that I could make happen. I thought that that was what would make me happy. And it didn't work. It didn't make me happy because I didn't take the time to be happy within myself, to find happiness in daily life, in the little things, to enjoy life. I didn't take that time. I kept myself too busy. And I still find myself falling into that same trap, that same pattern of deferring happiness to some future day, some future event, something that... I don't know why I think it will bring me happiness, but in my mind it does. And 
So often we fall into that trap of someday I'll be happy. When I retire, then I can do the things that I want to do. But it doesn't always happen that way for everybody. Most of us don't get to walk off into the sunset like the commercials show that happening. That doesn't happen for most people. So live life in a way that brings you true happiness, that brings you joy. Again, happiness is not something you postpone for the future. It's something you design for the present. Hey guys and gals, what's up? It's Ken with another episode of Elevate Yourself. It's Thursday, so Thoughtful Thursdays. I share random thoughts that I'm thinking about. And this morning, I ran across an old screenshot that I had taken a while back. And it said something to the effect of marriage is difficult. Divorce is difficult, too. Communication is difficult, but not communicating is difficult, too. You get to choose your difficult. Being fit is difficult, but so is obesity difficult. Being financially responsible is difficult, and being in debt is difficult, too. You get to choose your difficult. Life's not easy. You get to choose your difficult, so choose wisely. And... That goes along with something that I often say. I often talk about living intentionally, being intentional about the way you live your life. If you just go through life without making a conscious decision for how you want to live, for the things that you want in your life and working hard for those things and doing the difficult things so that you can have what you want in your life then, sure, the living now might be easier, but it brings more difficult times. Things get harder the easier you live. It's it's weird. It's a weird effect how that works. You can do difficult things now and have an easier, better life in the future. Have something that's worth living for. Have something that is of value. Something that can inspire other people or you can live easy now and have a much more difficult life down the road you can choose to not go work you can choose to mooch off of your parents you can choose to wait on government check to come but when you're 50, 60, 70 years old you've got all those medical bills and you're obese from sitting on the couch watching TV all the time and eating those tater chips. Life is so much harder than if you had gone and worked and earned an income and saved for the future. Then, if you do that and you do it right, imagine the things that you can have, the places you can go see, the life that you can live happy, healthy, and much wiser if you choose to do the difficult things now. I just want to leave that with you today. Choose your difficulty, whether now or in the future. Choose to... I know that I want to choose. I don't like difficult things, but when I think of things that way, and if I choose to live intentionally, working towards the life I know I want, working for the things that I know I want in my life, it's going to be hard now. There's super difficult things now. 
Work's not easy. Marriage isn't easy. Communicating isn't easy. I know. I'm not a communicator. I struggle so hard with communication. But I follow through with those things because it brings me more of the things that I want in my life. It makes it easier down the road. So I'll just leave that with you today. Choose your difficult. Hey, what's up, guys and gals? This is Elevate Yourself number seven. This is Friday. And if you haven't noticed already, I've kind of gone the route of the topic of the day starts with the the first word or the first letter of the day of the week. So Friday is personal finance Friday. And I just want to stress how important it is to have a budget, to create for yourself a budget. Now, a lot of us know this. We, uh, we know that we need to budget, but it's so hard to actually sit down and to create that budget. But it takes, it takes time. It takes perseverance and you've got to know what your goals are, what you're working towards. But to get started, what I like to do is just take a piece of paper, list down all of your expenses, list down your bills. You know, you've got your light bill, you've got your rent or mortgage payment, you've got your insurance, you've got all of this and that. Now, I'm a Ramsey certified personal finance coach. And what he says to do is to take care of, I think the four walls first. You take care of your food, your shelter, and you make sure that you're secure. If you have those things down, like you, you know, you're going to have a place to stay. You know that your food is taken care of and you've got a little bit left over for emergencies. You know, the other things will work itself out. If you can't make the car payment, you got to call the people, call the bank or whoever holds your mortgage and say, look, I'm struggling right now. I, can I get a few extra days to, to come up with the money for this? I'm, I'm in a hard place. And if your car gets repossessed, it's not the end of the world. If your insurance on the, on your vehicle gets cut off, it's not the end of the world. The end of the world only comes when you starve to death or worse. <laughs> what could be worse, right? That's not the end of the world. If you miss a payment, if something happens, sure, it may hurt your credit, but whatever. I mean, the credit's not what keeps you alive. What keeps you alive is your food and your shelter. Those are the two most important things. If you can breathe, you've got something to eat, and you've got a roof to stay under. Those are your basic human needs. Take care of those things first. But in creating a budget, it gives you a plan. It, it gives you clarity on how you're going to make those payments, how you're going to reach your goals, how, how you can have what you want in life. Because if you don't have a budget and set aside that money specifically for everything, you know, after you get your obligations written down in your budget, you might only have 10, 15, a hundred dollars left over at the end of the month. That's okay. Earmark it for something. Put it towards, you know, start with an emergency fund. And once you have, one month emergency fund set aside. Try working up towards three months emergency fund. And you also need to make sure that within your budget, you are setting aside, you know, future obligations. Like if you pay your insurance one time a year rather than monthly, then you need to be putting aside little by little 
towards those things. So you can go, there's so many different directions you can go with a budget. Um, it, it depends on your spending habits. It depends on what your goals are for yourself and your family. It, it, it depends on where you're at in life. You know, what, what, what you want to do with your money. Now, I, all of us, most of us anyway, I think would like to have more money. Um, I mean, that would, that, that would be a huge benefit. It would move us forward in life. But if you can't spend a hundred dollars wisely, you're not going to be able to spend a hundred thousand dollars wisely. It, it, more money magnifies your spending problems. You know, you can, uh, if you take a, a picture from far away of an ugly person, right? You know, magnifying, zooming in on them doesn't make it any prettier. It doesn't help the issue. If you've got a big zit on your face, zooming in on it, it, it doesn't take away the problem. You've got to fix the problem before the picture or the snapshot looks better. So fix your budget now while you're still not making a lot of money because that will help you to spend that money more wisely. It'll help you to generate more income. It's like a snowball effect. And then it will help you to have more money to put back in the budget, to get the things that you want in life, to reach towards your goals, to create that vision of life that you want, that lifestyle of freedom. We all want more freedom. So that's what I've got for you today. Sit down, create your budget and continually go over it. Go over it twice a month or even weekly and just make small adjustments. If you mess up on it and you forget to put an expense in there, it's okay. Just take care of it and readjust your budget for the next time. That's all I've got today. See you back on Monday.